Welcome to the New Little Life Podcast. My name is Allison. I'm a lactation consultant, a breast pump expert, and a mom of three little boys. Here on the podcast, we talk with real moms and experts about breastfeeding and pumping. This podcast is designed to help you feel supported by other moms who are doing exactly what you're doing, to get tips and tricks on breastfeeding, and learn how to efficiently navigate pumping while going back to work. All right, here we are, episode two of season two of the New Little Life podcast. This season, we are really focusing on working moms. And today's conversation is a really, really great one. Um, we are going to be talking with Kayla, and she's going into her sixth year of teaching in the state of South Dakota out in the rural area. She teaches grades five through 12 band in two small towns that are about 10 minutes apart from each other. Her and her husband met in college and have been married for four years. She had her first daughter uh, last summer, and they also have a toy Aussie named Bailey. Welcome, Kayla, to the podcast. I'm really happy to have you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here and chat with you today. You kind of have a special place in my heart as we were just chatting briefly before we started recording. Um, my husband was a band teacher before he joined the army. So I remember, and I was a school nurse at the time, so I remember being in like the schools and realizing how challenging that must've been for anyone that had to be pumping or dealing with back to work baby stuff. So let's just dive into it today. Tell me a little bit about yourself, um, about Addie and we'll just start at the beginning. Yeah. So, um, I had my daughter like two and a half weeks after school started. So it was kind of crazy getting everything rolling with my band program and like my fifth graders, um, getting them their instruments and then passing them off to somebody else um, to teach them how to learn an instrument. Um, and then getting my junior high and high school bands ready in both the schools that I teach at. So, um, had her, uh, came back to work and, um, life was pretty crazy. Um, trying to figure out how to get like the pumping schedule to work. Um, making things work with like other teachers, with teaching lessons, with teaching classes. Um, I got really lucky that, um, so I teach two classes in the morning. I do middle school band, which let's, let's start our day with 50 middle schoolers. Anybody else? Uh, (laughs) Um, yeah, right. (laughs) But actually they're my favorite groups. So, um, love hate relationship there, but, um, then I go to high school band and then I have kind of a prep period, but also a travel time to get to my other school. So um, I would quick sneak a lesson in, um, in the school I start at, and then I would pump for, you know, 25, 30 minutes, and then literally grab my lunch and get on the road and usually be like two minutes late for my next class at my next school. So kind of lucky, though, that I um, got to pump in there. at like kind of the perfect time, about three hours past when I had pumped the first time. Um, then, you know, teach some more classes, have some lunch. And then I had a 30 minute break to, um, you know, pack up everything from the one school and head back to the other school. Um, and then I'd throw my LVs in quick, which don't work as well for me, but I'd throw them in, drive back. I'd literally be pumping as my fifth graders are walking into the room. <laughs> so, That was just crazy Um, because they're all like, oh, Mrs. V, I need this. Or, oh, can you do this? I'm like, go sit down, BRB, 
run into my office, quick pull the things out. And um, it actually ended up being really cool because after my fifth graders were done, my pumps are sitting on my desk. And um, I have a study hall after that. So I had these like sixth grade girls come in and they just asked me all the questions about babies and pumping. And it, it just ended up being a really cool way to um, kind of educate kids. They're like, Mrs. V, if I, when I have kids, I'm going to come talk to you because you sound like you know what you're doing. <laughs> you're like, so yeah, that's kind of the whole time. Mom, I got of- this under control for sure. Let's just tackle the schedule here because I really feel like as a teacher, this is the first thing that comes up for me when I think of pumping as a teacher is how the heck do you fit pumping into a teaching schedule? So yeah, tell us about what your typical day looks like here to break it down for me again. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mostly pump. So I would pump in the morning while my husband fed Addie and, um, then I'd teach two classes and then I would pump before I'd head to the next school. And then as I was heading back to the next school, three hours later, I would throw my LVs in and pump on the way there. Um, and then usually would pump after school was over back at home again. All right. So, so you use the LVs. What other pump did, do you use? I use the Spectra. Okay. And you feel like the Spectra does a better job for you than the LV? It does. Yeah. So it just, it's easier to stay put and not be on the, especially when it's only a 10 minute drive, like, and I have to pump for 25 to 30 minutes. It doesn't really make sense to pump and drive, like walk out there with, (laughs) I just wasn't, nope. So you put the LVs in and then just like keep pumping while you walk into the school, get set up for your next class, that kind of thing. Yep. And the fifth graders, they don't notice anything. So they, they were like, Oh yeah. Okay. Whatever. Get ready for class. But isn't that funny? They're so oblivious yeah. at that age. Oh, oh yeah. Especially when they're young like that, they, they have no clue. Or if you ask them or if they ask a question, they're like, what are you doing? This is the, Oh, don't worry about it. Go get ready for class. They're like, okay. And walk, they do not care. So. For sure. Um, so you mentioned that if you're walking in, you're pumping you got to start class. You just leave the, the pumps with the milk in it on your desk and then take care of it during between classes on the next time. Was that pretty typical for you? Yeah. So after my fifth grade band class, I had study hall. So I just took care of them after that. And my room is pretty close to the kitchen. So I'd go wash my stuff and yeah, just be like, Hey guys, I'll be right back. I'm going to do some dishes. They're like, okay, cool. Sounds good. Do some dishes. Um, yeah. My baby. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. So totally. yeah. Oh, it, so it ended up working out really well in my schedule. I was just talking to a friend of mine on the phone, her baby's two months old. And she says she will not have a pump break in the morning at all from periods mm-hmm. one through four until lunch. Cause she teaches, you know, the first four periods. So I, my heart really goes out to those parents. Cause I was like, well, you could, you know, get a wearable pump and pump, you know, during, like work time for class. She's an English teacher. And she's like, yeah, I I could might be a little weird. She's like, I blast some music, but yeah. The LVs are pretty quiet though. Don't you think the LVs are for sure. I have elastic tissue in my breast. So the LVs didn't work super well for me. So just to get the milk flowing, I would use them because that was my only choice that I had. Yeah. I've said that before, uh, especially to like members of my program where they're like, Oh, I had to move my pump back because I couldn't fit in a full pump. And I'm like, just get something out, even a quick yeah. session with a less efficient pump. Maybe that's a wearable pump for you. And that's again, not an uncommon thing that wearable pumps don't work quite as efficiently as a regular one, but I don't care if that 
if it, it's that or skipping a pump, I think you're absolutely right. Like yeah. sneak in something little, even if it's not the best, cause we're just doing what we can do. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your <clears throat> breastfeeding journey? Like you said that you're mostly pumping at that point. So I'd be really curious to know what the beginning of breastfeeding was for you when you started introducing a pump, how you figured that out, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so kind of a shorter version of, I guess, you know, what happened. I had planned it on breastfeeding from the beginning. And, um, when I had gave birth to my daughter, I tore really badly in like three different areas. I had a perineal tear. I had like two vaginal tears and they took over an hour to stitch me back up. So I had lost a lot of blood. So by the time I finally got to nurse her, which was over an hour after I had her, everything just hurts so bad. And then you think about the first time you nurse your baby and then add like 8 million stitches down there on top of it. I was like, I can't do this. The nurse said, is it like toe curling pain? I was like, girl, that is exactly, those are exactly the words that, oh, it hurts so bad. So I did it a couple of times and I was like, we have to do formula. I, I can't do this. So my daughter was actually on formula for the first week and a half of her life because I also had urinary retention. So I was on a catheter for a week and a half after I had her. Gosh. And I had to learn how to do a straight catheter um, at home and good times. I actually peed on my birthday. So hey for you. <laughs> I know Happy it was the best birthday, birthday present. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So I peed so and I was like, I have to get my pump out. So I whipped my pump out and I've pretty much been pumping ever since. Um, I nurse her once a day because the bonding is really, really, really good. I didn't know how much I would love that. Mm -hmm. So we would nurse once a day and then, you know, I pumped the rest of it and, um, yeah, pretty exclusive pumper lady over here. So for the most part, so you didn't really pump for that first week postpartum. No, I had to, I had to, yeah. I had to really work my supply up. The first time I pumped, I got about an ounce out. And then it was like, I used those tiny little Medela ones for probably three or four weeks and did tons of power pumping. And I ended up getting my supply to about 35 ounces a day at the the highest. So, wow, that's amazing. So technically I think lots of work. Yeah. I think you, you relactated at that point. If you've taken a week kind of, yeah. That first week postpartum is really vital for establishing a good milk supply. So Absolutely. I would probably call what you did like relactation, which is really cool. I'm impressed that you were like, okay, I'm feeling better time to pump. Like, let's do this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So, um, power pumping and just sticking to a schedule. Is that kind of how you went about doing that? Absolutely. Yeah. We did the, the middle of the night, uh, pump until probably about six months postpartum and, um, you know, my husband would take a shift at night and I would sleep and then I'd get up and pump, he'd feed the baby and then we'd switch off. So we'd each get some sleep, but, um, then it was six times during the day. And I, I started with seven. So okay. I, I don't know how people do eight to 12. <laughs> I could not do that. So That's you were doing seven in a 24 hour period. So like six during the day yeah. and then one in the night. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And then when did she start sleeping a little longer in the night? Were you still pumping even on the night she started sleeping? You know, she started sleeping through the night around like five ish months. And so after, you know, a couple weeks of pumping through the night while she was sleeping, I was like, 
you know, oh, I slept through my alarm, you know. And before that, I was like, those middle of the night pumps are easy. I get up, you know, whatever. And then once she started sleeping through the night, I'm like, ooh, I see where mom struggled with this. This stinks. <laughs> yeah. This. yeah. <laughs> yep. So I gave it up after that. But um, then we were down to six pumps a day. So um, and it only it, it, I probably dropped about three ounces a day at that point, which was fine. She only at that point was drinking about 24 ounces a day. So, so you still we had a little extra good. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And you were already back to work at that point. Like you had already been back to work for three months. Yes. Even still pumping yes. through the night. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'm just an well, older mom now. And I'm like, man, I'm tired. Oh yeah. Oh, I feel, well, it helps to, I mean, teachers definitely, you know, people are like, Oh, teachers get the summer off. But during the nine months we are working, it's, get her done. <laughs> and then oh, yeah. we finally get to break for a little while. So at least right now, you know, get to soak in all the snuggles and all the extra time. So I remember when my husband and I were both working in the schools, it was kind of like 10 hour days consistently. And they were like full going days with kids in your face. And like, it was a lot. And then the summers, we kind of, it took us two weeks of just decompression to like, yes, breathe. And then by the time we got our lives together, it was time to prep for school again. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know I we know. got summers off, but I don't know that went fast. Absolutely. Well, and you know, when, when summer does come around, I saw this on like TikTok or something the other day where a teacher was like, I feel like in the summer, I'm like, no, I can't do anything. This is my downtime. So like, <laughs> it's summer. You're like, oh, I can do whatever I want, but you're like, nope, I'm staying at home. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. For real. This is seriously how t- most teachers are, I think. Yeah. Oh my word. Um, how long have you been teaching? Uh, oh, you said si- about six year, six years. Yep, this is my sixth year. Yeah. So how, what was your work like when you were like, Hey, I'm pregnant and I'm going to be taking maternity leave. And yeah. Oh yeah. When I come back, I'm going to be pumping too. Were they supportive? Did they care? You know? Um, so at my main school that I work at, I told my principal and he was like, cool congrats. I was like, thanks. And so he didn't really say anything. Um, my other teacher or my other, um, principal, um, he just was like, congrats, you know, super excited for you guys. And actually there ended up being six teachers in my other school that had babies last year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) It was crazy. Six teachers on maternity leave. I think after we all just kept coming into the office one by one, he just kept going, what am I going to (laughs) do? Oh, All my, my teachers word. are having babies, but no, yeah. I, you know, I didn't even talk to them about it because I was like, even though I am a salaried, um, person and, you know, pumping laws are different in every state. I was like, I'm not asking, I'm just doing it. If someone wants to come at me and say, I can't, I'm going to be like, it's a medical thing, man. If I don't take it out, I'm going to get mastitis. So what do you want me to do? Yeah. So you just kind of like, just did it. Didn't even ask, didn't even tell. Yeah. And I mean, not yeah. that it's not a secret thing, but it sounds like your schedule was conducive enough that you could kind of just take care of it on your own. Yeah. And you didn't have to ask for a lot of extra help. Yes. I, well, and we have a thing in our school too, where like on our prep period, if we, um, can te- like sub for another teacher, um, we have been asked to do that. And I actually use the legendary milk cups with my spectra. So I never even, I didn't even shut my office door when I was pumping, I'd go throw my stuff in and someone walked in, they were uncomfortable. They could leave. <laughs> yeah. So, about, um, yeah. What about students? Did you ever have any like uncomfortable encounters with students? Um, so sometimes I would pump during my, um, 
um, my study hall eighth period. So like those okay. fifth grade or those sixth grade girls that would walk in, they did not care. They would ask me actually one day they came in and, um, this girl handed me these two crushed up water bottles. She goes, Mrs. V, these are your new and improved breast pumps. <laughs> they look like my LVs. And so That's obviously funny. pretty comfortable with it. So yeah. Um, I'd had some boys that would walk in and no one ever said anything. Um, I think they I've gotten a couple funny looks, but no one ever. Yeah. I never had any issues with it. I mean, if you just so, act like normal, like nothing's happening. I mean, yeah. What kind of high school boy is even going to be like, what are your boobs doing? Like, (laughs) I know. I mean, other than the fact that my boobs are like this big and like they see the tubes coming out of my shirt. I mean, like they didn't see anything. So I think I only had a couple boys come in. Um, I had one student come in. um, His mom does daycare for us. So I think he's kind of used to, you know, stuff like that. But I, I've taught some of those girls lessons while pumping because I have the Spectra one. So I would just walk around the band room and teach them lessons. I mean, they didn't care. (laughs) I love this so much because this is what it will take to normalize pumping and breastfeeding in our culture is people like you who are just walking around with their pump, teaching other people's kids and not even about pumping, just like teaching them music, you know, or teaching them whatever you're doing. And these boys like to be able to see that. And so one day when their husbands and fathers, and this is all new to them, they'll be like, I've seen this before. I remember a teacher breastfed and pumping and it was no big deal. So I'm not weird about it either. You know, I just, this is what it's going to take everybody kind of doing their part and just being like, this is part of life. This is normal. We don't Mm -hmm. even have to talk about it if you don't want to, but this is just what it is. I mean, truly, who's it hurting? I, you literally can see nothing but tubes coming out of my shirt. I mean, especially with those legendary milk cups, I mean, you don't see anything. So if, you know, I got a parent complaint, I'm going to be like, what's wrong? Well, you were pumping in front of my kid. Well, but what's the problem? Like, I I don't know what the, what the problem would be because there's nothing wrong with it. You know? Yeah. You're not showing any skin, like nothing different than normal. Yeah. I think about like someone that's diabetic that has, you know, they call their medical device a pump as well. You know, they attach it to their body and granted you can't hear it, but sometimes you can see it. Are you going to tell them I'm uncomfortable with your diabetic pump? I know they're two different, obviously two completely different things, but kind of similar in a way. That's interesting. I've never made that, that connection before, but you're right. I mean, they are different, but still not I, and you know what? I remember as a kid, like seeing someone with a diabetic pump or like something like that and being a little like, Ooh, that's weird. You know what I mean? And then like, the more you see that you're like, Oh, that's that's just like, it's what it is. And I think it just, yeah, mm -hmm, we might see that more with pumping. That's more, the more you see it, the more it's just normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So when you started pumping, where did you go to like figure this out, make this work, learn how to do it, find support? Yeah. Um, so when I started the first time, you know, my birthday, got my kid asleep. I'm like, okay, we're gonna try this for the first time. I just, you know, grabbed my flanges that came with it and sure. threw them on and pressed some buttons. I was like, I know there's a fast mode that you're supposed to do first. And then the slow mode is later and just kind of figured it out from there. Um, but my OB unit, um, that I gave birth on, um, 
because I was there so often with my urinary issues. And um, I also had some hypertension issues that was like kind of borderline preeclampsia. So I was over there like two or three times and it's like a 45 minute drive. So I'd go over there and um, they helped me up there a couple of times. We also have baby cafe. I don't know if you're familiar mm, with it. Yeah. yeah. I adore baby cafe. Um, so I went there and they kind of helped me learn how to use my pump and oh, IBCLCs are amazing. They're so nice and kind and want to get to know you. And it's just a nice little community. So that's kind of how I learned how to do everything and troubleshoot some stuff. Cause like I said, I, you know, I started with 24 millimeter flanges and, um, you know, it'd go all the way to the end of the tunnel. And I was like, what is going on? So when I went up to OB, she was like, oh yeah, you need to go up to 27. Like there's too much tissue going into the flange and same issue. So that's where, you know, I'm on some, some Facebook pumping groups that I learned, oh, this is elastic tissue. Like not everybody has this, but you know, so I ended up buying the legendary milk sizer, um, to figure out what size I actually was. And that helped because it, it, it doesn't matter what flange size I use because my nipple will go all the way to the end of the tube anyway. So, so what size are you using now? Did you find that sizing down fit you better? It did actually, I have a 24 on one side and a 21 on the other. And that has helped my milk input a lot. That's like the, that's like the opposite advice you should do. If you're having elastic nipples all the way to the end, sizing up is like the wrong way to go. You should probably right. size down. Yeah. Well, I don't know that she, I don't, cause I've never heard of it granted, you know, I'm a first time mom, but I don't know that everybody knows what elastic tissue is. So I think that can make it tough too, because when you see, oh, that's a good point though. If too much tissue is going in, there's yeah, two, there's, there's two things at play here. In my opinion, one is that lactation consultants get minimal to no training on pumping. So mm -hmm especially in the hospital, when they work mostly with breastfeeding moms and babies, they get really specialized in breastfeeding, dealing with complex breastfeeding issues. And that's what we're trained in. So we don't get trained in pumping and how to do this. So first is a lack of information for IBCLCs, which is terrible. Um, and with elastic nipples, it's tricky because your breasts have elasticity in them. Everybody's does some have mm -hmm. more than others. And the only time we see this as a problem is when you can see it, like when you're pumping. So if we're breastfeeding, this is not really like a thing because right. the, the breast and the nipple are in the mouth and we don't see it. And so, and it doesn't matter, you know, but when you're yeah. pumping and you're like, Whoa, that's stretching. And it's kind of hurting. It's clear at the end. It can be like, this is a huge problem to, you know, fix. And so usually we find that going down to the smallest size that like actually your nipple helps the most to, to not have that stretching so far, but even then some people right. have a lot of elasticity and it still stretches to the back. And yeah. then you just got to go like, is it uncomfortable? If it's not uncomfortable and yeah. you're getting milk out, then it's probably fine. Even if it looks weird, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Is that kind Comfort of is key, right? I know. Um, is pumping pretty comfortable for you? Do you have any pain with pumping? Have you ever had uncomfortable pumping sessions? Yeah, getting getting used or getting figured out what flange size to use definitely um, was an uncomfortable process. I ended up getting um, oh the little tube of stuff from my doctor, the um, the nipple cream, the the fan. 
the triple nipple cream. That's what it's I, called. Okay. That like <laughs> yes, special that formula stuff. that they have. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I ended up getting some of that and that really helped. Um, but as you know, time went on and those, I pray to the gods of the legendary milk cups because I love them and they help so much because the silicone is just so much more comfortable. It's a little so. stickier. The The legendary milk cups for anyone that doesn't, hasn't seen those, it's like a soft silicone and they're kind of frosted a little bit. So I think they yeah. stick to your skin a little bit more. So for someone Which like, I think, yeah, yeah, it worked really well for me. <laughs> it kind of like sticks to the skin and as it compresses and pulls, instead of like letting it slide through that slick tube to the end, you know what I mean? I don't know if that's yeah. a good way to describe it audibly. <laughs> it could show someone so much better, you know, but, um, yeah. So I'm glad those work for you. And so you don't have any problems with the cups with your spectra versus your LVs. Cause those are both kind of wearable options. Right? No, yeah. I, I get the same output with my cups that I do with my like typical spectrum. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. T- pumping as a teacher just is <laughs> it's a lot. Oh my word. Um, pumping as a nurse too. <laughs> it's so hard. I think what anytime yeah. you have like people depending on you, and if you leave, someone else has to come in and, and t- take yeah. your work from you. That's a really hard place to be in. So tell me what your pumping schedule looks like now. What's your goal? Where are you at right now? So at the very moment, I am at one pump a day. Um, I usually pump around nine o'clock and I usually get around three ounces out. Um, my daughter usually takes about four ounces. So I'll usually throw in a little bit of frozen milk with that, or I'll save, you know, a couple days worth and give it to her. Um, but other than that, I've got a freezer stash for her until about a year. So, um, I just was like, it's summer, you know, we're going places and I'm like, I'm just so sick of dragging my spectra around. (laughs) want to be done dragging everything around and doing dishes all the time. And so, yeah, I, I think I was at three, I had dropped to four pumps after school was out. Cause I was at five near the end of school. Um, then I dropped to three, went down to two and then I was like, we're doing it. We're going down to one, but I just, the mom guilt is like, you can't be done. Cause like formula shortage, what happens if, I mean, we had a storm, um, right before school got out and actually we didn't have school the next day because we had a power out power outage for over an, for over 24 hours. Oh so freaking out about your milk in the freezer. But, um, I was like, what if that happens again? What if we're gone? And, um, I have to completely relactate again. I mean, I, so I don't know if it's mom guilt or if it's just being scared, but, uh, one pump a day. I can do that. I can do that. Right. So that's what we're at. <laughs> so was that your goal or is that kind of just like what ended up happening, happening in your, your pumping journey? My goal was to get to a year, um, to pump for a year, but oh man, it is, it's a lot of work. Pumping is a lot of work because every mom, no matter how they feed their kid is doing a great job, but breastfeeding is hard mentally because, you know, you've got, you know, all kinds of different issues with, um, formula feeding. It's expensive right now. You can't find it. And then if you're pumping, you are doing bottle dishes, you're doing pump dishes, you're pumping and you're feeding your baby. It's like, it's just so much stuff to do when you're pumping. And especially when you're mostly exclusively pumping. 
Yeah, it's a lot. So do you use a, like an app to track your milk in your freezer or how do you know how much you have? How do you know that you can hit that year goal based on what you have in your freezer? Yeah. So, um, super type a, most teachers I think are right. Um, but I have, (laughs) yeah. Um, I have the pump log app and it will like tell you, you know, based on how much you have logged in the app, um, that's in your freezer that will make you to that point. So right now my daughter's taking about 20 ounces a day. Um, so I even too will be like, okay, how many days are from now until the end of the year? And then I multiply that by 20. Um, and I have, I think 27 ounces a day to get her to a year. So I have seven extra ounces a day, you know, that we don't necessarily need. So she can continue having milk past year, but that's what I've been doing. And it works I love the data. I love like looking at it and being like, oh, you have pumped for 32 days of your life. Like <laughs> putting in lot. like all the different yep. information. That's <laughs> a lot of time. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of fun to be like, hmm, I'm pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my word. If, if you add up the hours, it's, in, it's crazy. That is, yeah. well, you know, they've got apps for breastfeeding moms too, to do that too. It's, I think I've, I've seen that like being a breastfeeding mom, like the amount of time it takes is almost a year's worth of like a full-time job. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. So did you do, did you add all of your pump sessions for one day into one big container or did you keep it separate in the bottles? How did you work the milk situation? So at the beginning I would do a bunch of bottles. Um, my husband's cousin, actually lives in the area and she just gave us a whole bunch of stuff. So I have like 20 different of those little Medela bottles. Um, So I would do that and I would mark like what time, what day, like super meticulous, way too much work. The picture method is key. So I would, you know, put it, put them in those Medela bottles, let them chill and then throw them in. Um, Actually, I got a 32 ounce Camelback bottle. Those things are awesome. They're like 15 bucks each. So I got a couple of them and they've got the spout on the top. So I could just easily really freaking huge, but easily pour them into the bottles for the next day. And then, you know, whatever was left over after, you know, four days, cause it's good for four days in the fridge. I would freeze that after four days so that I'm not, I used to bag milk every day for the freezer too much time. Do it every four days. <laughs> right. Oh, that's a good idea. Does your, does your little one have any problems drinking frozen milk? Does she care? Um, so I do actually have high lipase in my milk. So it's kind of, it's got that metallic smell if I warm it up really fast. Um, so if I let it like thaw overnight, that helps. Um, I've also seen the like, what is it? The alcohol free vanilla trick or whatever we can yeah. put a little bit of vanilla in there. So I've done that, but she, for the most part, she doesn't care. She's like, whatever. Yeah. She's like, give me food, mom. <laughs> I don't care. Um, and so she's been on bottles for basically her whole life. Yeah. Yeah. So she didn't have any problems with that. No. Yeah. Well, and she, I, like I said, I used to, I would nurse her once a day and actually my goal was to nurse her even past a year. But once she broke through her bottom two teeth, she started biting and now she's got six teeth and ain't nobody got time for someone to bite your nipple off. No, they, you <laughs> know. We, we, we just called that. We just called it done. It, I was really sad about it, but it, I, 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 no, 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 thank you. Nope. <laughs> so Yeah. We called it good. She's got the milk in the freezer. So yeah, that's awesome. I, that doesn't surprise me with 
a little one that's only breastfeeding once a day, like I could see where yeah. it would just be kind of like fun and like, Ooh, you know, if you're breastfeeding more often, sometimes you can deal with the teeth. Like, so don't anyone be scared right. of breastfeeding a baby with teeth. Like you could do it. But, oh yeah, absolutely. For and every her, I'm different. sure she was just like, I breastfeed once a day and well, this is fun. And yeah, yeah I totally yeah. with you. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. 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 And I, th- and yeah, that was the goal to go further, but, um, and I, w- I went to baby cat cause I hadn't been since um, my maternity leave. So I went to baby cafe a few weeks ago to, you know, see if they had any ideas for me. And she's like, you know, you can do the thing where you push them into your breast and see if they'll, you know, delatch. Um, but normally what you do is you, you say, okay, we're done. And then you can try again later. But when she drinks bottles all day, she's like, mama's going to give me a bottle. So like, why does it matter? So it, yeah, just kind of a unique situation. Just made sense for you guys. Totally. Yeah. So I'd love to know, and kind of put you on the spot. Maybe you can (laughs) come up with what is, what made the biggest difference for you on your pumping journey? Like, what was that thing that you were like, if I didn't have this or didn't do this, or I couldn't do it. What's the thing that made the biggest difference for you? I would say, um, man, I, I need to get sponsored by legendary milk, (laughs) right? This episode is not sponsored by, (laughs) I know. Right. Right. No. Well, I mean, you've got those cups, there's, you know, the Spectra Care cups, whoever, just having something that is not like hanging off you all the time. Totally. I totally get it. Yeah. I've got four pairs of those cups and not having to do dishes 8 million times a day. Um, I ended up getting, so we have a bottle sterilizer, but it's also a dryer drying silicone sucks. <laughs> it is not fun. Uh-huh. So we got a bottle dryer. I would just chuck all those in there. They'd be dry after an hour, throw them all together. Oh, that was awesome. And then the pitcher method really helped too. just being able to, you know, get everything done in a quicker time. Um, my husband too. I mean, he, he washes all the bottles. I deal with the pump stuff. He deals with the bottles. Awesome. And so having, you know, a supportive partner, I think is, life-changing too. I mean, there's some moms that do it all and props to them, like single moms. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how I, single moms are awesome. <laughs> I, right. I couldn't I, do it by myself. No, it's hard. And, and I, I love what you're saying there when you're pumping, we're not going to say like, what's harder is breastfeeding harder is pumping harder is what is formula feeding harder, like whatever. They're just different when you're pumping you're right. You are pumping and dealing with this milk, but then you also have to feed the baby when you're breastfeeding. You're doing that at the same time, right? You're, you're getting rid of the milk and feeding the baby at the same time. There's no dishes. It's Mm -hmm. on tap. You know what I mean? Um, breastfeeding comes with its challenges too, but I love how you kind of split up those tasks with your partner. Like, Hey, I'm the only one that can get the milk out. So I'm going to do that, but you have two hands wash some bottles. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a really common setup for a lot of people that have a supportive partner. Like I can't do all this, you know, or I'm pumping and the partner feeds the baby, you know, and, Mm -hmm. or, or whatever. So I think splitting it up can make a huge difference in just making it doable for, for what you're doing. Yeah. All right. So the opposite side, what is, what's something that you felt like you were missing or lacking about pumping, either going back to work or pumping like a piece of knowledge. Like what, was there anything that you were like, could you use that? Or maybe you still feel like you're missing that one piece that would make this just so much easier for you. Um, I think 
man, you're making me, you're making me think here. I know. Um, I, th- I think it, it would have been really nice from the beginning. I was so worried about my supply and getting it back up um, that I thought, you know, maybe exclusive pumping was the way to go. Um, I wish I had maybe, since I live 45 minutes from what we call civilization, sure. um, <laughs> um, I, I didn't, you know, have the time to throw my kid in the car seat and drive 45 minutes to go see a lactation consultant, you know, once or twice a week, or maybe even the money to pay for it. Um, so, you know, that's what worked for us. I think it would have been great to have been able to primarily breastfeed. Um, but I don't know, I think that would have been a really nice tool that would have been really good from the beginning, but you know, everyone's story is different and, um, everything works the way it's supposed to work. So yeah. Isn't that the truth? And your story didn't go how you planned. None of it sounds like your birth, (laughs) your postpartum, your breastfeeding, like none of it really went as planned, but you made it work and you have a beautiful story anyway, even though it's very different from what you had planned out for yourself. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. Um, and it's, sometimes it's easier. Like you're coming towards the end, by the time you go back to school next year, you're probably not gonna be pumping at all. And no. <laughs> this chapter will be a chapter in the past. And, um, so well done for making it so far and making it work despite some challenges and being a teacher, which is really hard to do. Um, I would love to know what advice do you have for other working moms? What's something that you can pass on to maybe help them or give some encouragement, anything for, for other working moms and maybe specifically teachers. Yeah. I would say even just for like any mom, just don't feel like you're alone. I, there's some really awesome, like Facebook groups that I have joined. There's, you know, some breastfeeding groups, there's pumping groups. And I've learned so much that has helped me to be successful in my journey and just not feel so alone. Like I, I wouldn't have known about the elastic tissue or what size to get, or, um, you know, some of the other ideas of the breastfeeding, like pushing the baby into your breast so that they stop biting you rather than ripping them off and taking it with it. Um, so I, I think it's nice to know, like, you're not alone. Um, I mean, this friend that I was talking to on the phone tonight, um, I was like, Oh yeah, you can do this. You know, you can do this. She's like, those are such good ideas. I'm like, girl, I learned that on TikTok or I learned that on Facebook. It's so good to have a community. Like, Or, you know, when I was trying to figure out, you know, what breast pump to get, like, I watched so many of your pump videos and, you know, you, you, again, that's probably a teacher thing that you have to like research and do everything, but it's, it's so nice to know that you're not alone and reach out. Um, It's good to know that there's people there and people that have gone through your situation. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think we get so focused on the logistics of pumping and like milk supply, getting milk out that sometimes we forget that the support and how you're managing all this on top of all the other responsibilities you have is really important too. Um, this is what we really focus on in, in my program that I have for pumping moms. It's called pumping for working moms. And a big focus for us is finding that balance for you, you know, finding, helping moms feel supported and finding where can we meet our goals, right? We've got the short-term and the long-term goals in mind, but really bring it down to as stress-free as possible. What do we need to be focusing on right now? What little things can make a big difference and how can we manage and make you confident in this journey? And also, but also we got to do a little work, you know, it's really a fine 
balance there. So if you are a working mom listening and you want to talk to me more, if that sounds appealing to you, there's a link in the show notes. I'm also going to link in the show notes, all of the things that Kayla has mentioned for us. Um, you need to send me that link to the bottle sterilizer dryer. That sounds really, really cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I've got some coupon codes for stuff. So you mentioned, so that will be, I'll be in the show notes too. And I just thank you, Kayla, for sharing your story. And especially as a teacher, you have a really unique point of view about pumping and going back to work. And there were some really good nuggets of information and tips in there. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, it was really nice to get to talk to you. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to share with moms out there, pumping wise, motherhood wise? You're doing great. I'm really, I'm really impressed with how well you've done so far. (laughs) Thanks. I guess I'd just say, you know, keep fighting the good fight and do you know, everything you can for your littles, but don't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, man, that's, that's the end right there. Everybody (laughs) fill your cup so you can, so you can do the thing. I love it. Again, you can find all the links from our chat today down in the show notes and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye Kayla. Bye. Bye.